I'm Amir Khan and you're listening to the Z Medium podcast, a podcast that shares an honest account of the journeys of people from different walks of life. We talk to people and about them too. Think of us as the moving walkway at an airport. We take you where you need to be in life, only faster. Did you ever dream of becoming an Instagram influencer overnight? Like you sleep one day and you get up and one of your videos has gone viral. Followers pour in and you're getting innumerable calls from different agencies and they're asking about your rates. The person we are talking to today has gone through with it. She's lived the dream and I believe you're here to find out more. We all have a different definition of success and different stages at which we achieve said success. Some like Colonel Sanders founded pretty late the founder of KFC Colonel Sanders a majority of people have found success between the ages of 30 and 50 but as the generation gets exposed to different social media platforms the age of garnering fame money success it is drastically reducing and that is the premise for today's episode that is exactly why we have simran jatt on board a bit of explanation on what is it that you do okay so basically i am a dancer and a choreographer and i have recently like say about a year ago or one and a half year ago started being an influencer on instagram as well so uh, my journey started as a dancer uh, like learning as a kid etc etc and then it turned into a passion and then i started choreographing for music videos for people in general i used to like you know like maybe post videos and stuff and now i train celebrities um i have worked on a lot of music videos i've also choreographed uh, sangeets for very well known people yeah so that's what i do and how long have you been doing this for approximately i think it's been 7 to 8 years i started when i was 15 professionally professionally yeah okay professionally when i was 15 so technically i've been dancing like since i was a kid i didn't know uh what i would be doing back then because it was just like oh wow she dances so well oh wow i dance so well oh wow people like it and stuff like that and then uh it sort of like changed into oh wow i want to do this oh wow i can have a career in this so there was like a transition period in my life where i felt like the need to switch from liking it to making it something that can work out right and when was that transition period exactly at the age of 50 when i turned 20 and like there was like a lot of pressure from home and like you not earning money what are you doing in life so yeah i think uh, that's when i was like you know i think like either i have to prove to them that this is possible and it things can work out in a profession like this which is very uncertain so dancing as a profession is very uncertain to make it certain for me my family and for everyone that believed that i could do something i think that was very important and uh, i think it clicked uh, at that point in time when i was 20 that you don't know no, i have to shift into something so right. then i started instagram then i did like a lot of things after that and it just all panned out how was your childhood like did you see dance around you i mean there must have been something you picked it up from right no one would believe this but i've been saying this in all my interviews and the thing is that so i danced the first time when i was 11 months old in my maasi's wedding like my mother's sister's wedding 
11 months in 1999 she got married and that was the first time i was a kid like a kid and i so everyone was in awe and there's like a photo i have of it because it's so unreal for an 11 month old child to do something like that but i was going crazy so you know those kids who jump yeah. so that's what i did at her wedding and i have been having something for music like since i was a kid so mm-hmm. even when um like when i was a kid even like if music used to play while i'm in the car or walking around if there's a there's a store and there's music playing in it i start dancing just randomly Oh. It, it was not because I wanted to show off that I'm a dancer, but it was just. You mean? It was just, I, it just it's just me, like you know, like even today, if I'm at uh, I'm at a cafe and if I like the song, I can really start dancing. I would not care how many people are watching, what is happening. Have you ever done that though? Yeah, I have. It's just something that makes me happy, so I think I try to do it as often as I can. Yeah. So during your initial years, for example, you started at 15, right? But after yeah. that, you, there must have been some kind of pressure saying you have to study, even though you're dancing professionally, you have yeah. to take up some kind of degree. How how did you respond to that? Did you go ahead with a degree? And if yes, what degree did you choose? Initially, I was a very studious child. I used to score very well. So my mother was like, "No, no, you are smart. You can do it and stuff like that." So she used to like sit with me and study and stuff. And then after a point in time, like my interest towards dance inclined so much that I was more towards the whole idea of wanting to dance more and studying less. So my co-curricular activities increased. So like, for example, representing myself in college or representing my school, um, going for competitions, doing different various stuff. all of that increased and the studies were left behind so after a point my mother was like ki listen i know whatever you're doing is fine because co-curricular activities all kids do at that point in time she didn't know how crazy i would get about this so yeah. it was more like yeah okay if you want to do it like you know you can do it no issue and later she realized that no this is not just some teen craze but it's it's a lot more than that and uh, for for a couple of I think for a couple of years she was like okay fine let it go uh was there a bachpana hai all of yeah. that so she thought it's that yeah. and I also thought it was that I'd not I'd not discovered what I want to do with it so it was just like very random later on I want because then my mother realized that no she's you know like she's losing track so we we had like a very cut to cut conversation I had a very cut to cut conversation with my parents and they were like listen you want to do anything you do it but it's not going to happen uh if you do not study so if you don't study we're not going to let you do this mm. so that's when it clicked ki oh my god now i need to like maybe come back on track and figure things out um when i was not professionally involved uh like dancing like professionally like all time so it was easier to manage studies like say about the 10th 11th standard it was like much much better the way i used to manage stuff but after like when you hit 12th and yeah. when you have to do graduation and then you have submissions and then you have projects that's the time that i had the most pressure because i also needed a degree and i also had to like you know because my work was pacing up i was working uh for melvin lewis at that time and uh and this, was this was at the age of you worked for melvin lewis at the age of i think i was i i think i started working for him when i was like 16 17 so basically i used to go to the wow. class to learn and i was selected to be a part of his team 
so his schedules were like up and down and i used to assist him so my schedules were up and down so with those schedules like to manage school because we used to like maybe shoot like till 2 o'clock in the morning 3 o'clock in the morning and then i used to have college at 7 and i used to go like nuts because i've not slept and then i used to go in the lecture and sleep it's just been very tough but i think that's also taught me like time management because my college was very strict on what time you come so even if you five minutes late they still not let you let, like you know come inside the lecture Simran was definitely trying to maintain a balance between the thing she loved doing the most and education. It was a compulsion at that point of time with her parents not knowing whether dance can be turned into a career or not. Were they right? Maybe. This situation could have panned out either way. There is no certainty to this profession and having a degree gives you that parachute for you to be able to fly without hesitation. Simran did her bachelor's in communication. She secured herself first without letting go of her passion. And while some say that is not possible, Simran is here to tell you otherwise. So uh, at a point I've realized that having a backup option is not a bad deal. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not bad to just finish your studies or it's not bad to keep your parents a little happy with whatever they ask you to do. And honestly, if you time manage well, everything is possible. So for me I've realized that uh when I was studying of course I used to not be like be like an A level student but at least like you're passing through it you're getting through it you're done you have one thing and you have another thing so like the balance of both mm-hmm. was like I could kind of manage it see if you want to do something you will do it you'll find a way to do it anyhow so if I because I knew it that if I don't study my parents are not going to let me dance So you never had a nine to five in mind at all in your life. Yeah, I mean, I never had it. Also, when you know these college internships that you do, yes, because you know you need it while you are doing your graduation. So I think I had done a couple, and I was not very satisfied with you know the whole idea of sitting like straight, looking into the cam, like looking on your laptop, sitting and doing work. Yeah. It got very boring. So I used to get like, when am I going to move from here? When is it going to get over? when i'm going to go to the studios every time i was like i want to get back to there like i want to go dancing again so yeah. that uh, kind of triggered the whole idea that maybe i'm not quite inclined towards sitting on a chair from 9 to 5 or like you know maybe working professionally like this yeah. and i have a passion that also when i used to dance like the work related to dance always kept me interested involved like my productivity on that was quite high compared to a 9 to 5 when i used to sit on a chair yeah. so i think then after a point the those internships like triggered the thought of maybe like this is not for me yeah it just makes you makes you sure of what you don't want to do sometimes yeah i i, I think uh, experiencing everything is not a bad deal because if i wouldn't have gone for a 9 to 5 job i wouldn't have known whether i want to do it or no so i was never uh, so any opportunity thrown at me i was not like oh my god i don't want to do it i was like okay i'll try it if this works okay fine works if it doesn't work then we'll see Yeah. So that was the same case with my dancing. So I that's what I told my parents. I was like if this works for me great. If it doesn't work, I'll do whatever you all tell me. Internships are not all that useless. If Simran hadn't gone through one, there would have been a chance she would have wasted a year after college to take up a job and then eventually quit. These realizations are best when they come early. Although I have to say some internships are just pathetic. That's why you ought to choose an internship at a startup. That is something we'll see about in the next episode. 
But anyway, back to it. So what was what was the one thing that was common between all the studios that you were at? For example, the big ones, Melvin Lewis, Shamakdava. I think Terence Lewis also was there. Yeah. What was common between the three of them that you just took away? That learning that you really took away, not in terms of dance also, but in terms of how they conducted their operations or how they were as people. All these studios in common had one thing that dance is not about how you. uh look how you feel or what you want others to feel it's about what you want to do it's more like okay i dance for myself and i don't dance for somebody else so all the studios always encourage people to dance because they love what they do so my style may not be similar to someone who's dancing next to me but right. we may be doing the same choreography so the choreography can be the same but the way you do it and the way i do it can always be different a lot of people at times forget that it's important to be different when you are a dancer so these studios have really you know like they really nurture that thing into you that having your own unique style is very important it's yeah. not about you have to dance like this person it's not like i want to become shamakdhan it's like i learned from him i have grasped to whatever i need and now i'm going to make the best of what i've learned see it all depends on how you learn from them so it it can differ person to person for me it was i want to learn from these people because they are the best out there right. and i want to make it the best of what i can so even after i used to learn in classes i used to self train myself okay this is what 5 6 7 8 was taught to me today in class what can i do differently in it so i used to always self train myself after class like watch more videos watch more other things like not only confine my thought or my process of learning to what that i have seen you. yeah what i have learned it was more like okay take it from here take it from here take it from here learn from all of it and then see what you like i think your presence on social media was escalated by that one reel that got about 30 million oh my god million, right yes. that was the cyber reel Yeah, it yeah. changed overnight for me. So how was the response to that? So I was in shock. See, for me, Instagram was a place where uh, I used to put out content because I used to love creating content. Right. That video changed the way I was on Instagram. It just changed. So I was on twenty thousand followers before that video. Mm-hmm. Overnight, like I sleep. and i get up to 100k do you know what that can change so i woke up and the video is almost touching 15 million the next day it was on almost like 20 and it was increasing like crazy so that video today is a 33 million views and it was such a sudden shift in my profession that overnight i couldn't even think when the brand started approaching i couldn't even think what i want to tell them how am i going to do it how am i going to approach so many brands what am i going to tell them what is my cost what and they were asking me and i was just like i need to calm down yeah just so like what happened like calm down a bit because i was not expecting it it was not something that i had planned keep no oh my god this is what i want to do it was never planned i just was going with the flow because i was enjoying the process of posting content getting all the love from it and people liking it talking about it teaching classes meeting people so i was in that zone and all of a sudden the overnight when the world changes you're just like oh my god now everything that i do 
kind of changes but i also want to stay to what i am so like i also wanted to teach classes i also wanted to be the same person that i was all of a sudden i did not want ki this to change everything that i already am doing yeah i to again process it and then be like no this is how i'm going to do it this is how i'm going to move forward and this is this is going to be my plan of action for the next few days so so it's sort of changed everything when brand started approaching you though was it like immediately after that yeah so i always used to work with brands i was working even when i was on 10000 followers 20000 followers but they were more like you know barter deals or collaborations where they are sending you stuff and you're like promoting it and all of a sudden when a brand calls you and tells you that we are ready to pay you you tell me how much you're going to take you're like okay hold up like i don't know what to say like you need to you need to give me some time to even process what happened yeah so that was a case that happens and you know i i was quite new to the whole monetary aspect of instagram because i never did it for it um i thought that oh my god i'm going to if i do instagram you know the whole idea of doing instagram was more people will know me more people will come to my class i'll be able to take better uh, number of classes better number of uh, sangeets i'll be able to do events etc so that was the aspect that i was moving into yeah. but instagram changed it from being just a dancer to being a dance influencer that's good though uh, any tips for how well you can take stuff if your video goes viral for <laughs> so uh, honestly when the video goes viral it's all uh, nice and bluey oh my god i've reached so many millions and so many followers are coming up and all but also with that a lot of negativity kicks in mm-hmm. so it's not just all the positive comments that you get but a lot of it are also very negative so mm. dealing with not just the positive but also the negative at that point in especially when the video that's viral is also a shocker yeah. so the negative comments also come in like a shocker to you so mm. then your presence of mind of how you deal with that first and not let it affect you and then you're dealing with how your video has worked and understanding why it has worked and now what are you going to do after that because usually what happens when a video goes viral you go you become so happy that you forget to work hard again mm okay that was almost the case for me because i was like oh wow i've reached 100k now what no that's not the end mm so, so again you have to change your perspective into no this is not where i want to be and this is not the end of what i've done if i'm on 100k there's someone still on 300 400 500k so there's always someone ahead of you so that whole idea of i have reached where i want to be is never true because there's always going to be someone who's working 10 times harder than you have and he's already working towards their goals so if your goal is just 100k then let me tell you it's not the end mm-hmm. it's not where your life wants to be at because you'll always want more Yeah. I always want more and that whole idea of still working hard after being so excited about what happened is the whole deal. How has your reaction to negative comments changed over a period of time you've been on Instagram? Your reaction to them, not the negative comments themselves because I know there have been there must be a lot of negative comments as well as positive, right? So, one being a plus size, a lot of people don't take it very positively on screen especially when they see a plus size on screen for them it's like ye kyu kar rahi hai wo kyu kar rahi hai so a lot of people had written that on where so once that video went viral hmm. the comments did not just last to that video but every video after that i posted 
So mm. the comments just kept increasing and being more negative that oh my god you shouldn't dance oh my god you fat shaming this that everything people were saying one it affected me a lot so uh, there was like a phase where I stopped posting I was just like I don't want to do this like if this is what I'm because I was so used to all the positive comments before that and I was already like you know getting over the whole fact that my videos gone viral and then these negative comments coming in so there was like too much of emotion involved and too much of cluster that was created uh for me to ignore those comments I, you know I used to like tell myself ki okay it's okay no problem let go let go mm-hmm. but mentally it was very draining because whatever they were saying at a point people have told you it's not like you've not heard it so it it already happens so now when it happens social on social media also there's like a phase of your mind that says oh my god this may be actually true so mm-hmm. it happens with a lot of people and it happened with me too so that was a there was a phase in my life where i was like this is it and this is this is not what i want to do and this is not made for me but then i was like who are these people who are telling me to not do this because if 30% of the of the audience doesn't want me to do something there are 70% that still want me to create content so i thought and i made myself understand that it's fine if you are a plus size or if you look a certain way if you feel a certain way i think it's just okay and you just have to overcome it because at the end of the day you're not doing it to impress them i never dance to impress them i used to always feel that but to remind myself again that you dance for yourself and not for the audience it took me so much time i i let a month of content go away because i was so hampered by the whole negative comment thing there was a point where i was like i don't want to do it but then later on i started posting i was like it's okay let this be let's like go ahead move ahead make more content do things and then i came into a phase where i was just like i don't care so okay. now whenever the comments come i'm just laughing at them i'm like wow yeah you still so read the comments though oh it is yeah we do people may say they don't but tell, trust me we do we do we need everything we need everything see now that i never knew don't hate people if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all either way simran is at a position where petty comments won't affect her as much but for all you people at 10000 50000 followers who are listening to this or even 5k for that matter why did i exclude you guys there there's something about working with brands or people there are some that you really really want to work with and in order to do that sometimes you guys drop your rates it may seem like the best idea at the time but it's difficult to get back from it really but have you ever gone out of your way to actually adjust what you have in order to work with the team so i have realized one thing that when talking about social media market because i've studied it yeah. that when you drop your rates or when you drop something that you desperate for something that you desperately want yeah it's going to be very difficult for you to again come back up to that same place again right. so for example if i uh, do something for an x amount hmm. and if for an x project i drop that x to minus x into yeah. whatever i will never be it it's going to take me years to come back to what i used to what i used to charge or what i used to do so again market agencies you have to consider a lot of things while you are desperate about something and i feel that opportunities are more there are a lot of opportunities you just have to wait for the right time to do it because i realize that when you compromise then you then you have to keep compromising again and again because 
today if you get to work with this person tomorrow you're going to get to work with that person but how are you going to make up for everything that you've lost yeah so i think sometimes monetarily also it's very important to let things go are you okay with the idea of social media being taken away from you how important do you think it is in your life at the moment at the moment very so if that's taken away from me i'm going to panic the shit out this <laughs> um see honestly brands approaches everything at this point in time like right now is coming from social media so yeah. even if people know me personally and people are like oh my god no i want to work with simran oh i want to do this with simran or i want to do that with simran it's more on the lines of where the other work comes from so this people the people who know me personally okay fine they will want to work with me but what about the other people that follow me don't know me personally but want to work with me mm. so that that whole aspect of having more opportunities from social media is very important so as we come to the end of the interview i just want to ask you what's next for you in this journey of yours oh i really hope i knew because i'm a person who goes with the flow so if anything comes to me i'm just like okay fine let's bring it on let's do it um but i really uh, wish to do one of the big music videos or like work with a bigger artist anyone in mind when you say that oh who doesn't want to work with ranveer singh and alia bhat and that's the end of that if you enjoyed that what's stopping you from sharing we are on linkedin instagram and twitter share and don't forget to tag us for more updates you can follow us at z medium on all the three platforms we'll be back next monday with more stay tuned and goodbye for now